You're listening to the Wordslinger Podcast, episode 115, Accelerating Your Author Career with Jenny Nash. This episode of the Wordslinger Podcast is brought to you by draft to digital Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at DraftToDigital.com. It's the Wordslinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Thompson, the Word Slinger, and I am uh, I'm back from Sifwa from the Nebula Awards. Uh, did not win a Nebula Award. I did not mean to give anyone the impression that I had. I was not even nominated. <laughs> I was attending um, um, on behalf of um, Draft to Digital, but I want to thank everybody who was so excited and so supportive. <laughs> I don't even write in science fiction anymore, uh, really. Not not primarily. I'm writing thrillers these days. So, um, but I I'll take a Nebula Award. You you if you want to nominate me or uh, you know throw my hat in the ring, that's fine. <laughs> so I did have a great time at the conference. Um, met quite a few people that um, I now cherish as friends. Um, and surprisingly, it, okay, I maybe I shouldn't feel this way anymore, but. Um, so far, every time I go to a conference, <clears throat> I have this sort of expectation that no one has heard of me. No one has heard of the Wordslinger podcast. No one has read my books. Um, and then I am almost always surprised that there's at least one person at the conference who has, uh, who's a listener. So, and, uh, I have to tell you, I love it when people, come, I love it when people come up to me and say, I was so glad to hear that you were going to be at this conference. I've been waiting to meet you. You know, I, I listen to your show or I read your books. And, you know, that, that's that's astounding to me. So thank you for being that courteous and being that kind. Um, you know, I, I, I know there's there's some back and forth on this. I, I uh, just read a whole thing uh, John Scalzi uh, posted on Twitter about, you know, people asking authors for interviews. <clears throat> and there was, it was sort of negative in its slant. And... Uh, uh, and, and it's only because sometimes these guys, you know, you get hounded when you're, when you're well known, you get hounded. Um, I have people who, who hound me. I'm not that well known yet, but I get people who kind of, you know, I don't know. There's an expectation that you're, you're just going to, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain that you're just going to give yourself over, you know, and, and let them just say and do whatever they want. Um, so, uh, I, I do kind of understand it to a degree, but I would never, just flat out turn someone down just because I'm tired of the negative interviews or whatever. <laughs> but, but then again, I'm not John Scalzi and I'm not that popular. So uh, maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe. Uh, but if you ever want to chat me up at any conference, anywhere you run into me, please do. I, uh, I love it. I love talking to people about, uh, about the industry, about publishing, about writing, writing in particular. Um, you know, I will talk about marketing and other things. Uh, that's sort of part of my my daily work. But uh, it's my favorite topic. Really, is talking about the passion of of you know authors and how we approach our careers. That's that's what I love. I love I love finding out that I somehow influenced um, someone 
<laughs> and that they read 30 day author or they listened to the podcast or they, you know, they heard me on another show or, you know, heard me speak in person and, uh, it influenced them to go write a book. And there is no greater compliment you can pay me than that. So, uh, I really appreciate that. Okay. <clears throat> on to other things. I actually do have a, um, and forgive me, my throat is getting all weird, but I actually do have a voicemail, uh, from someone you probably have heard me talk about before. This one comes in from Aloysius Kling. Uh, I have not listened to this voicemail yet, so we're going to we're gonna hear it for the first time together. So stay tuned. Hopefully it's all appropriate. <laughs> I'm sure it is because Aloysius is a, an awesome guy. So one second. I'll cue that up and let's get that rolling. Hi, Kevin. This is Aloysius Kling. Every episode for the past year or so, I hear you ask for people to call in with their questions. And I always think to myself that I should do that, but then I never really get around to it. Well, here is me getting around to it. Last month, I started my first novel, and as of today, I'm exactly 16,700 words into it. I have a goal of finishing by the end of September, but I'm learning as I go, so we'll see how that works out. So here are my rookie questions for you. How do you organize your chapters? And do you have a minimum word count or scene count that you try to hit for each chapter? I use Scrivener, and I've already reorganized my chapters twice, and really, I just started. I'm sure it won't be the last time, but I'd like to hear your input on the topic. Thanks again. You do great things for the writing community, and I love the show. Aloysius out. Roger that, Aloysius. Thanks for your voicemail and your questions. Okay, uh, let me see if I can help you out here, because, uh, of course, I've said this a million times. I am not a plotter, uh, so and I am a complete pantser when I write, so I can't say that I have a, uh, a specific method for organizing chapters. Um, and I, I have an overall word count, and a daily word count that I try to hit. So let me put it this way then. Uh, this is just occurring to me for the first time, so bear with me. But I generally write a chapter a day. Um, and, I, and often I'll write more chapters, but my typical day is to write a chapter. So that means that, and I've, I've recently started kind of hitting a rhythm where I'm doing about 2,500 words in an hour rather than 5,000 or, you know, some of the ridiculous numbers I've hit in the past because of, uh, the decision that I want a more relaxed, uh, pace. <laughs> I want to enjoy the writing more. Uh, so I guess by that logic, I'm doing, if I'm doing a chapter, typically doing a chapter in a day and typically doing 2,500 words in a day, then my chapters are probably aiming at around 2,500 words. Now that's not, that's not like a solid takeaway. Um, because in the, the reality for me, and I think this is, I'm going to go ahead and just say this is true for any author. Um, a chapter is as long as you need it to be. Uh, you want to tell the, the complete story of that chapter. And this is an idea that's that's kind of difficult to get our heads around sometimes, but each chapter somewhat needs to stand on its own. It needs to have its own thread. It almost has, it probably does have a three-act structure of sorts, um, beginning, middle, and end at least. And it's that you know you have your plot points and, and that sort of thing. Without getting into too many technical weeds, um, my take on this is, you know, make sure that your your story, your your chapter rather, encapsulates that specific part of the story. So whether it's a complete scene, uh, whether it's a series of scenes, um, <clears throat> and you're you know you've got your A story that goes through the entire book, and this is just one B story or part of a C story or whatever. Um, the idea is to make sure that you leave the reader with a little bit of a taste of what's to come at the end. 
So you you have an open loop, basically. <laughs> to borrow from marketing speak, you want to create an open loop at the end of each chapter so that someone has the drive and push to uh, to go into the next chapter. I feel like I may not be answering this completely. Um, to rethink it and restate it, I don't do anything to organize my chapters because I am pantsing the whole book. If you are an outliner and you are looking for a guide for how many words you should be aiming for in a chapter. <clears throat> I used to do this when I first started. Um, I would, uh, basically 20 pages was my goal for each chapter. Because if you did 20 pages and you did 20 chapters, you could do the math and figure out, you know, th that it was an average length book. And uh, that helped me at the time. And it just sort of turned out that the natural rhythm for my writing fell into that pace. So I think 2,500 words... May or may not be 20, 20 pages, uh, but I think it's a good target. If you need that target, I think that's a probably a, a good target. <laughs> so that means that if you can do a 5,000-word hour, which is not its not actually impossible to do. It's not even all that stressful to do. I still do that every now and then. Um, it means that you're probably chunking out at least two chapters a day. So that's, uh, that's a good rule of thumb. So if that did not clarify things, uh, Aloysius or anyone else listening, if you have more questions or nothing I said just now made any sense and you want more, uh, please feel free to reach out to me at wordslingerpodcast.com. And of course, uh, you can call me at 281-809-WORD. That's 281-809-9673. Or you can do like Aloysius and some others have done and just record your, uh, question and send it to me in an email or, uh, or through social media or something like that. Um, there is a voicemail tab on my site. I'm kind of starting to question whether it works now. <laughs> Nobody ever uses it. And I think there's like a one-minute limitation anyway. So, uh, But however you get your questions to me, email, voicemail, or whatever, I'm happy to answer them. And if you don't get a satisfactory answer on air, I, I'm happy to just chat with you because that's what we do. Yeah, that's the whole point. So... Um, now we're 10 minutes in and, uh, our guest today is somebody that I actually met at another conference, uh, in San Francisco. And this was, this was a fun, first of all, this was a fun conference. It was also just kind of amazing these, these guys were set up next to me and I'm, I'm talking to Jenny Nash and she's, uh, well, here's her full title. She's the chief creative officer and founder of author accelerator and author accelerator is a pretty cool uh, tool, a pretty cool resource that I definitely want you to know about. Um, especially if you're new and you're just getting into this, uh, this there, you know, it's kind of expensive to try to find book coaches sometimes. Uh, and this is a, a unique approach to that. So without further ado, let's take a listen to this great interview with Jenny Nash and stick around. I'll, uh, I'll wrap things up on the other side. Hey everybody! Uh, thanks for tuning in. Now I'm I, okay. So I met this person at San Francisco Writers Conference, which you heard me talk about uh, in past episodes. But I'm talking to Jenny Nash. She's the cre uh, I'm going to mess this up, Jenny. I knew it. Uh, she's the <laughs> chief creative officer and founder of Author Accelerator. These guys had a booth right next to the Draft Digital booth at the uh, San Francisco Writers Conference, and uh, we got to we got to chat and uh, kind of pal around and. Briefly, they even let me um, sort of hijack their their swag, 
uh, <laughs> and drop some <laughs> uh, drop the digital buttons in, into their coffee mugs. But uh, and I appreciate that, Jenny. You guys are were very generous. But enjoyed meeting you, and thanks for being on the show. Of course, and you know it's it's interesting because that I think is one of the best things about being at a conference. Whether you're, you know, we were there as vendors and yeah. sponsors, and um, you know, we have services for writers, but it's just the same as the writers who were there, or, or the editors, or agents, or anyone else. The, the best part is meeting other people and just uh, who you run into and who you get into conversation with and who right. you share your swag with. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I noticed. So the coffee mugs I had, I had suggested, um, like lacing them all over the little breakfast area <laughs> when you guys were ready to kind of get oh, rid of for them. Sh- for sure. Well, we actually took, um, boxes and boxes of, we were giving away these, these mugs that say friends don't let friends write bad books. Right. And, and we were giving all these, we had 500 of them, but we took boxes and boxes into the, uh, the volunteer lounge where, you know, these conferences, they're like 120 volunteers over right. the course of, of the, the weekend. And when you, when you're behind the scenes as we were, cause I was both a presenter, I was doing classes and one-on-one editorial consults and, um, as well as a vendor. But so I was really behind the scenes. I mean, there is a lot that goes into making these things run smoothly and, yeah. They have all these volunteers, and and these people are just giving their time. And so we took we took our um, our mugs and hijacked the volunteer lounge uh, <laughs> coffee coffee corner and right. put them over there for people. And they were so cute. All the volunteers were like, "Are these for free?" Like, yeah, they yes, are. They are. Yes, they I are. Know. It was great. Please I love them. giving stuff away. I know it's really fun. It's really yeah, fun. We. Uh, we kind of went a little light on swag. I mean, we had the big giant buttons. We, we we really have a hard time getting rid of the buttons, because you know who wants a giant button, honestly. <laughs> well, but some people some, get them. Some people like them. So sometimes you see people putting all their cool stuff on their backpacks or their book bags. You know, right? They, they your buttons are cool. Come on. That's right. That's right. They provide an extra layer of protection uh, in case anyone <laughs> tries to stab you. Yeah, and a, you've got uh, that. That awesome um, acronym, the D to D acronym. I yeah. mean, come on, everyone's <laughs> like, "What is that?" That's it's like some secret agent. D to D. It's like 007. 007. Ask me about my D to D. I know it's good. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, uh, I I still have trouble giving away the buttons, but whatever, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're you you guys are doing good service for yeah. writers, and that's what that's yeah. what really matters. Yeah. Now, as people can tell. Um, a, a a side effect of the conference is that I came home sick, so you're hearing me all uh, broken voiced and everything. So, um, just so everyone knows, I just want to put that out there. By now, they've probably heard the full story uh, from other episodes, but that that's what's happening, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but Jenny, I, I I wanted to talk to you because one of the reasons I wanted you on the show, a large portion of the listeners to the show are authors. Uh, everyone listening to the show should be an author. Talk to me if you're not. We'll fix you up. But uh, you guys actually help authors in a in a way that is vital. Um, you want to let's talk a little bit about what Author Accelerator is. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Author Accelerator is a online company, and we provide customized one to one book coaching to help people actually finish their book. So our goal is to get you to get your book out of your head onto the page and, and actually finish it. And, you know, I think I've heard a statistic, which, which I would love somebody to prove, but 
It says that like 82% of all adults want to write a book. And the, the vast majority, you know, like it's a dream. A lot of people dream about it. And the vast majority of people don't ever do it. And, you know, we kind of stepped into this space um, to help people in that way because I know how to do it. I'm the author of eight books. I'm a book coach who has helped hundreds of writers through a process to to get their book structured and onto the page. It's This is what I do. I love this work. And, and I decided to find a way to systematize it, to bring it to people at a really affordable price because it's kind of like having a personal trainer. Yeah. So, you know, you, you go to the gym and it's one thing to go to a group class and, and that is great and it's fun and it's good, which is kind of akin to maybe a writing workshop. But to have a one-on-one -on -one trainer who's really there for you and totally focused on you and pushing you and customizing the program for you, that's that's where the power really comes. And, and so we wanted to find a way to give this personal training for people's writing at a, at a rate that regular folks can actually afford. So yeah. that's, that's what Author Accelerator is all about. I mean, you've hit on something that um, has been problematic. You know, I, I've done so many things that are aimed at the author market. And one of the challenges is there are a lot of needs, which is always a sign of a, of a uh, good business venture, um, if you can fill a need. But the problem is that most authors don't have any money because <laughs> they're not selling books yet. Uh, so, how, I mean, how did you come to, you know, the pricing model that you're using? Like, how did you determine what would work? Yeah, it's a really good question. And and I think it actually, before I answer it, and I will answer it, I'm not going to be like a, a politician here and skirt the question. <laughs> but um, and So remind me if I don't answer the pricing model. But uh, the bigger thing that I think you're talking about is, is I think, really important to talk about, which is that writing a book is starting a business. Right. Writing a book is being an entrepreneur. If you want readers, like it's one thing if you want to write a book to give to your family for Christmas or, um, you know, to, to give to a few friends or, um, you know, as a vanity type of thing, used to be vanity press back in the day. Um you know, that's great. And that's one thing. And then there's another another kind of writing which which um, people do, which is what I would call therapeutic uh, endeavor, where it feels good to write their story or to craft stories or to sit in the room with their headphones on and listen to music and, and peace out and write their book like that's all great. I love right. that. Right. Do it. It's awesome. But the second that you are talking about publishing, whatever kind of publishing you're talking about, whether it's from a big five traditional publisher or a self-publishing venture or a hybrid model in the middle, you're talking about starting a business because you want people to pay for your product. And right. it is a product. It's going to have a package on it, which is a cover. It's going to have a SKU number, which is the ISBN. You know, it's it's you are making a product. And the thing that frustrates me a lot just as a, um, a person who helps writers is um, the, the kind of misinformation or misguidedness around that idea. And, um, you, know, you know, so I'm kind of an evangelist for this whole thing. And this whole thing meaning if you're going to write a book, you're going you're gonna to at a certain point be an entrepreneur and have a business plan mm -hmm. and a revenue model 
and a sense of who you're going to sell this book to and why they need it and what it's for. Right. And that takes us off into this whole other realm because I just know some of your listeners are going to be like, yeah, but Jenny, I'm not writing a how-to self-help business book with a target audience. I'm writing a, a middle-grade YA novel about dragons. And my answer is you still have a target audience and they still have a certain set of needs that they want that you need to meet and a certain set of expectations and you know, a certain price point they're willing to pay for that and all of the things that an entrepreneur needs to talk about and think about, you need to think about as well. And so um, that takes me then back to your question about our revenue model for helping um, authors, which is, it, it is an investment. There's no question about it. And, and our service, as is yours, you know, again, anytime you enter into um, any of these services to, to get your book published, you are investing in yourself. That's what you're doing. Right. And you're investing in your um, product. You're investing in this in this business that you are going to undertake. And if you're not thinking like that, which is, and again, I'm a big fan. If you don't want to think like that, like I think one of the best outcomes of my working with a writer could be for them to say, you know what, I don't actually really want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know, I don't want to mislead people about what it takes to get a book into writer's hands. It takes a lot. And, right. and it is an investment of time and energy and effort and money. Um, so where you spend your money, you know, you there's a lot of different places you could spend your money and and a lot of different people will you know tell you about that and from my point of view one of the best places to spend some money is on getting professional editing yeah and and that is in fact what um what we offer so the um that is my very long way of coming around to answering your question then about how we got to the actual pricing which is um i came up with a system and a strategy to to deliver customized feedback to writers in a way that would keep the price really low but still give them exactly that thing that they need which is that professional edit um and we do that by limiting the number of pages that you turn in per week and oh, okay. And you, the limit is 10 pages per week. And you get line-by-line line feedback and guidance on those pages. And so we price that at $199 a month. So it breaks down to $50 a month for getting um, ongoing support and feedback and um, encouragement as you write forward. So most people stay with us um, to complete their their book um, anywhere from six to nine months. Um, so it that is an investment to be sure. We also have much higher um, options, but that's the entry level option that that I um, I'm really proud of because I think, like you said, it delivers something people need it at might. a price point that's not ridiculous. So. I've said a lot. I'm going to let you say something. No, no. I, I, <laughs> I, the thing is, this is, I think that's a fairly elegant, 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 sorry, I'm on meds. Um, right. That's a fairly eloquent. elegant, eloquent, eloquent. thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to scrap that. We're going to start completely over. The interview is now start restarted. Uh, hi, everyone. No, uh, I think that's a great way to, to structure this because... Uh, first of all, that's a very reasonable rate for the kind of edit you're offering. Um, it sounds like it's a, it's sort of 
you know, it's not just like a copy edit. You're offering a developmental edit. Is that, am I right on that? Yeah. And that's another really great thing to talk about. So yeah, um, there's all different kinds of editing and we all have very different ideas of what it means when somebody says edit. And a lot of times what people actually mean when they say that, um, new writers, is they're talking about something more like what I would call a proofreader. Right. So a proofreader, so here's the here's the stages of editing, um, if, I, if I can just go through those they're quickly. They're very similar like, to the stages of withdrawal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and grief and all the other stages, right? Right. I wish, I wish there were snappier names for them, though, because they're kind of dull. We'll come up with some. We'll, we'll come up with them. I, you know, like, I, I've been a copywriter I'll, most of my life. I'll help you come up with some snappy names. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like denial and yes, barking yeah. and um, anyway. So the um, the stages of editing would be the 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 first thing that a writer would would do is a developmental edit. That's what you're talking about. Which which the word you know says what it is. It's helping you develop this book. It's helping you develop the structure and the whole and the story and, and the fundamental elements of the story. And you can get a developmental edit at different stages. So you could finish a book and have a manuscript and take that into a developmental editor to go over it and help you, you know, break it down and hash it out and make sure that it's doing what it needs to do. Um, that is actually a service that we provide as well. But the, um, the other way you can do a developmental edit is this way that I've described, which is as you go. And right. the, the reason that I love this model, and, it, and it's a model that I've used for many years in my own coaching, is that you end up with a manuscript, first of all, that doesn't go off the rails. Yeah. You don't waste, you know, a lot of people spend at least a year, usually many more, writing a book. Um, you know, it's been in the back of their brain. They've started and stopped. They've they've got all these drafts. They spend a lot of time, and and they end up with something that's still not hanging together, and um, it's heartbreaking. And and I I do a lot of book rescuing, like book nine one one. There's a snappy um, uh, a snappy <laughs> title um, to rescue books that aren't working. And and what I do when I do that work is I go back to these fundamental questions that a developmental editor is always working with. And, and so in the model author accelerator has built, we ask you those questions from the start and we make sure that we're asking them all along so that you don't, by the time you have a finished draft, it's actually more like a, you know, a fifth or a sixth draft. Right. And, um, that's that's the real power of this this model and i want to uh, talk about the rest of the editing steps just so we can illuminate people so after a developmental edit you know you would do that um perhaps while you write or after you have a, a complete manuscript then you're going to be doing some revision work um you could be working with an editor at that stage as well but they would still be a developmental editor helping you with the revision and then you would move into what um, it sounds like you do, Kevin, which is copy editing. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to steal your thunder if no, you want to talk steal. about what that's, <laughs> what that's like. No, no, do it. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore for the rest of my life, actually. So, <laughs> okay, so co copy editing. Excuse me. Is um, well, copy are the words on the page. So right. I don't I don't actually know where that comes from. I think it's an advertising term. Um, yeah, it is, <laughs> you know, like headline copy, right. um, 
get me copy stat. That's what they say in a movie, right? Get me the get me the copy or a copy boy. Wasn't there a copy right. boy? Right, right. <laughs> anyway, copy the words on the page, and a copy editor is literally going to go line by line and make sure that you're saying what you mean, that it makes logical sense, that the time is hanging together, that um, you know, if if you say something's going to happen at the beginning of the chapter, it actually happens at the end. Um, that everything's flowing. They might also look at things like pacing and flow, right. um, which, um, you know, and they're going to look at dialogue. They're going to look at all the elements, a lot more what I would call micro elements compared to the developmental editor. And, and they're going to clean that up and polish that up and make it and make it whole and awesome. And most writers that I know who most writers I know love their copy editors because yeah. their copy editors make them look really good and, you know, make their work a lot better. Um, and then there's one more stage of editing, which is the proofreading stage that we talked about before. And that's the stage when you have a book that's going into production where it's actually going to hit the presses, you're going to have somebody go through it and literally you know, are all the commas in the right place? Are all the right words capitalized? Do we um, italicize um, magazine titles every time we mention them? You know, that the, the yeah. style, like a Chicago manual style or AP style sort of function. And um, that saves a writer from gross embarrassment. So, um, you know, the three different stages of editing are all really important and and there, you know, it's worth talking about that when you publish with a traditional publisher, you get all of those levels of editing, those phases of editing as part of the process. And when you self-publish, you need to make sure that you're um, getting the same level of detail if you want your book to turn out to be a professional product. Right. And um, so where you spend your money along the way, I mean... You know, I I would always advise people that if you have a very very tight budget and there is there is um, you know very little room to get help, the the two places that I would spend the money on from an editorial standpoint. So this doesn't have anything to do with your cover or um, you know marketing or anything you do after the writing of the book. But on the writing side, the two things I would suggest or get some help at the very start of your project when you're conceiving it and thinking of its structure and looking at how it might fit in the marketplace. Yeah. And you could do that through a workshop, you could do that through online training, you could do that through one-on-one. -on -one. However, however you can do it, that's a really powerful place for from my point of view to get help. And then the other place I would spend the money is get a proofreader yeah. at the the very end don't have a book with mistakes even if the book you know is is not perfectly um like i had a client that i can talk about which i think is a really interesting model um this is a guy who who runs a business and wanted a book out um to answer questions that his clients frequently ask so okay. it was it was you know, to serve his clientele, to serve his existing clientele, and to sort of be something that he could use to bring in more clients. But it wasn't the kind of thing that he wanted to get in a bookstore or a library or go do book signings or sell them, you know, to, to any sort of a wide audience. And so he, 
he came to me precisely in the manner that I just described. Like, can you just help me make sure I've got this structured in a logical, clear way that will do the purpose I want it to do? Yeah. And then he said, I'm not going to spend my time and effort and money and energy on the middle. I don't really care if it's beautifully wrought. I just want the information to be solid and good. And I don't want to be embarrassed by mistakes. Yeah. So, so then he put his money in the proofreading and, you know, cranked his book out. And that's a really great, um, I think that model is better by far than doing nothing. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, so um, I don't even know what question I was answering, Kevin. I'm just talking about editing. and. <laughs> the, the question was, what was your, how do you pronounce your last name? No, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. This is gold. I don't. I, I am not. Uh, I'm not worried about it at all. I. It's one of the things I wanted to ask you, though. Um, it. It sounds like you do this, so correct me. But do you guys take um, the book for this 200 a month or so that people are paying? Do you work with them through all those steps of of editing? Can they get that entire process if, as long as they're continuing, continuing to uh, to pay the bill each month? Sort of, yeah. Um, There's going to be a slight shift at one point toward, um, you know, a copy edit can't be done on a month to month basis. It's Uh that's, that's a thing that's done when the you have a complete entity of a manuscript. So we, we shift that a little, it takes us about a month to complete that. So you're not going to get feedback in bits and pieces at that stage. And, And also, if you're doing a proofread, the same thing. But our goal is to offer all the steps and services that a writer needs at an affordable rate and with in a system and a process that I have developed and designed that I know works. So yeah. it's not a, it's not a marketplace. It's not it's not like you come in and pick your own um, vendor. It's um, you're plugging into a system that we've we've designed that we know works. And it happens to be a, a system delivered by human beings. So it's right. um, one on one customized work, but but you can get all the editing support that you need um, at Author Accelerator. That's what we do. That's 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 that's, that's the dream. And, um, <laughs> you know, I wish um, there are times that I wish that I were selling something that was a little uh, sexier or more glamorous. Um, you kind of sense a theme here, Kevin. Like I want the <laughs> editing words to be jazzier. <laughs> I, yeah. I wish that my business were more like write a bestseller in 90 days or, you know, we can guarantee you X number of spells <laughs> or you can crank this book out in, you know, however long. Right. That is not, that is not something that I believe is true. And, and it's not something I would ever get behind. I, um, I guess you could say if I stand for anything, I stand for this. And that is, you know, in the current publishing climate, anybody can publish a book. It's really easy to publish a book. It's actually quite magical with a service like Draft2Digital. My goodness gracious. It's like uh, you could you could finish your book today and and that thing could be on its way tomorrow like it's right. it's it's amazing and it's miraculous and it's you know we think about the vast changes that technology has brought to different industries um you know music or i guess we're going to have self-driving cars soon you know all yeah. of it and and it's true with publishing too like like back in the day i just watched uh 
the movie. I actually don't recommend it. Um, it was a movie about <laughs> Maxwell Perkins, the editor um, of, of F. Scott Fitzgerald and Hemingway. Yes. Um, it was called Genius, the movie. And it starred Colin Firth and Nicole Kidman and Jude Law. Like, it sounds like it's going to be great. It was not great. It was super boring. Um, <laughs> Bummer. But I know, right? But back, because, like, editing is the most boring thing <laughs> on the planet. Like, you're going to watch somebody scribble on a page and stare off and muse out the window. Like, it's, it's the worst. Anyway, oh, um, back in the day, you know, we had this, this um, if you got picked, if you got selected, if Maxwell Perkins plucked you to be the guy that he was going to publish, you... It, it was like a you know um, golden uh, pathway to right, right. to fame and glory, and I mean that actually wasn't really true, but for a lot of people it was true. But not very many people got picked, and right. and there were these vast barriers to entry, and you know there were these gatekeepers, and and that was not great for a lot of writers, and only a certain type of writer often did get picked. And what we've seen happen in, in the, um, like I said, in this change is now publishing, the gates are open, anybody can publish and it's wonderful and it's awesome and you don't have to be picked and you don't have to be vetted and you don't have to be chosen and that is good in so many ways. But uh, what I was saying before, if I stand for anything, it's this, it's not everybody should publish a book. Right. <laughs> And the world doesn't need a lot of bad books. There, in fact, we nobody needs a bad book. And <laughs> and the the good thing about the curated process back in the day was that they didn't put out books that were poorly um, conceived or poorly executed or right. poorly designed or or anything. It was all in the name of of quality. And I just. I see a lot of heartbreak of writers who who don't know what it really takes um, to, to write a book that's going to engage the reader and, and don't understand that and and publish a book and then they're heartbroken because it nothing happens. And what a, what a writer wants is to be read. You know, the right. reason that we come to uh, to publish a book is we want to be read. That closes the loop of right. creativity of the process and if you don't have that it's heartbreaking and it's sad and it's very defeating and and people get like I think it was actually Jane Friedman who said this um Jane Friedman the amazing uh guru yeah, yeah <laughs> of uh like I don't know she's just a guru of all things about writing um you can check her out at janefriedman.com but she was for many years editor-in-chief of um, Writer's Digest. So she says this amazing quote that the most disappointed writers are the ones who have been published, not the ones trying to get published. It's Mm. the people who have been published because they, you know, probably didn't do their homework, didn't do their job right, and and that loop doesn't get closed. They think it's going to get closed, and it doesn't actually happen. So so they're without... They're without... um, readers and and I think it was uh, the writer John Cheever who said that um it's like you know not getting a kiss returned it's right. it's the worst and um you know so I while I think it's outstanding the opportunities that we have for anybody to get their voice heard and to publish their work I 
I don't know that everybody really should. And um, so the, the services that I offer are in some ways, we're not, um, we're not vetting anyone who wants to work with us. We're not right, turning right. anyone away. But the kinds of people who want to work with a book coach are the kinds of people who are serious about wanting to be read. Yeah. And, um, you know, and let's just talk for a minute. There are people who can crank out a book really fast without a lot of planning or effort or help and get it up on, um, you know, a uh, uh, ebook vendor and get it out there and sell a ton of copies. Like we've seen those. Yeah. But those enough things. about me. <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> right. We've seen those things happen, but those people are, are like the 0.01%. They're, right, that's right. A, a certain kind of genius. The rest of us have to slog through and, and do the hard work. And, and, um, so I'm kind of about the, the hard work and, and right. what it takes to do that and teaching people what that means and how to do that and empowering them so they can, can not only write a book and publish it, but to do it well. Yeah. And, and by the way, I mean, Way to be counter to everything I said at the beginning of the interview, by the way. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Because uh, <laughs> I'm like, everyone should write a book. And you're like, uh, not everyone should write a book. <laughs> no, no. Okay, but let's talk about that. Because I I actually, that's back to that 82% yeah. of people say that they want to write a book. Right. Like, okay, I have this I have this amazing thing. And I'm going to do with it something with it someday. But I yeah. don't know what. So you can't steal it. That's what I'm saying. Um <laughs> I have this, I have this uh, intake form, this new new writer intake form that I use in my one-on-one coaching, my personal private coaching, and that author accelerator. That every writer that comes in fills out this this Q and A, so that we can get a sense of what your goals are and what you're doing, why you're doing it, you know, all of that. And I have a question on there. That's what does wild success look like? Right. And. Um, and then also, what does failure look like? Because I want to I wanna know why people are doing this. And this is the amazing thing that I'm going to do something with someday. I'm going to write about it. I, I, would, I would personally love to see those answers. Because, okay, because here's the thing. <laughs> They're identical. Oh, really? Everybody <laughs> says the exact same so it's thing. It's like a one-page book. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. And and, and that goes to the everybody should write a book thing. Yeah. Okay, so the, t- the two things that everybody says in one form or another, they use different words, but in one form or another, they say um, they want to quit their day job. Right. They, they, they're, they're, you know, it's like I've, uh, what's that? Um, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Like, right, right. Like they want uh, the book to be their path to freedom and to finally have a voice and, and, you know, to, to, to get out of the rut and they, you know, they want to be famous. Like, come on, who doesn't? Exactly. And, Mm -hmm. and then, but the other piece is the piece about failure is I get all these people and it's so moving and they say things like, I don't want to die before I finish this book. And like, this is a thing I've wanted to do since I was 10 years old. And or I want to show those, you know, I don't want to say a bad word on your, on your, on air, I but you know, that. those whatever <laughs> <Expletive> deleted. <laughs> that, that I can do it. Like there's this huge yearning, passionate, deep motivation for right. wanting to write a book. And 
this massive um, desperation about that that not doing it would be failure. Yeah. And so when you say everybody should write a book and they should all come and talk to you about it and they should all come to me and get help with it, um, what we're saying is, yeah, don't sit around and don't do this thing. Right. Don't be that guy who says, I wish I could write a book. Like I don't go to a party ever. I actually don't go to that many parties, so that's not great. A great um, right. No, no. Like anybody you. that hears what I do, like they say, oh, what do you do? Like this even happened to me recently <laughs> at, at the passport check-in thing when I was coming back into the country. Yeah. And the, for some reason, I was really tired. It was a super long flight, and you know you have to fill out that form. Right. Like, what's your occupation? And I put book coach. I wasn't even thinking, like, I don't know, I spoke book coach. And the guy at the passport check-in thing was like grilling me. And it, and he wasn't grilling me because he wasn't going to let me back into the country. <laughs> he was grilling me because he's like, what's a book coach? I've never heard of that. What do you do? Can you help me write a book? And I was like, okay, see, there it is. Yeah. Everybody wants to write a book. And, right. and they, they don't want it. Like when they actually get down to it, they don't want to die before they do it. Right. And so what you're talking about is, yeah, don't sit around and wring your hands and wish you could do this or say someday I'll do this or I'll do this when I'm less busy because, you know, you're not going to be less busy. And, and, you know, so yeah, do it. I'm totally for that. I'm totally with you on that. But, but that's my caveat is do it right. Yeah. There's, there's so many resources online. You know, I mean, your podcast is one of them. My gosh, like you're just giving away this awesome information. And, you know, we talked before about Jane Freeman. She has amazing information yeah. on her website. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Joanna Penn, amazing information. Joel Friedlander, all these people. And there's so many resources to learn how to do it right. Um, I like to think that I offer a lot of good information as well. And so, like, that's my thing is is find a guide that you can trust and do it right. And yeah. And acknowledge where you don't know what you're doing. That's what grown-ups do, just in case you're... <laughs> That's what I've always had trouble with. Um... I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, actually, we all do. Uh, you know, and, and I, my favorite people to work with um, are people who come in and, and pretty much say, like, I am really good at this thing that I do in the rest of my life. Like, right. I'm a doctor or a lawyer or a mother or a teacher or a soccer coach or whatever I am, and I'm really good at that thing. And I've been trying to write this book because I have this message I'm burning to tell or the story I'm burning to get out. And I've tried and tried and tried, and I've taken this class and this workshop and this thing and this other, and I can't figure it out. And then they say that thing, and I can't take it anymore, and I need, I want to do it. Yeah. Like that's my favorite person to work with because they are, um, they have intention, right? Right. Like, yeah. like they're ready to do this thing and do it right. So, um, yeah, I'm not the person to come to if, if you're, you know, if you're like, can you help me do this in three weeks? And, right. um, right. I don't know. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to stop talking again. And no, no. I only have this quick. I, I, so one of the questions that popped in my head, um, the structure of your developmental edit is to, you know, you pay monthly and you, you submit 10 pages per day. Right. Uh, what about for those authors? Yeah, What's that? Per week. Per week. Oh, yeah, per oh okay. Week. That, that's, uh, that's different. But the, 
I'm wondering now, though, like, it, it, what about those authors? Well, that that probably answers the question, really. I was wondering about the authors who, like me, you know, I I, I don't plot. I'm a, I'm a complete pantser. I write my book, you know, <laughs> I just write it in one fell swoop, and then I start editing. So uh, are you guys set up to help that author? I guess I would still just submit 10 pages a week, I guess, even if I've got a finished manuscript. No. So here's the thing. Okay. Um, and there's two, there's two things to say about that. And again, I'll answer the question in a minute, but I want to talk to something really important that you're saying. Yeah. Everybody has a different process. And if your process is working for you, right. by all means, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a guy who can sit down and crank out a whole draft fast and then you can sit down and edit it and make it work and you're getting it out there and you're getting readers and you're doing it, like, don't stop. That's awesome. And, and what we're offering on that week to week thing, the key thing, Kevin, that we offer there is this magical thing, which is accountability. Yeah. Yeah. So what people are really paying for, for sure, it's editing. You get words on the page, one-on-one, you know, high level professional feedback on your work. But what you actually are getting that people most value is they have a deadline. And they have somebody waiting. And if they don't turn their pages in by their deadline, their book coach is going to come after them and say, where are your pages? (laughs) And and most of us need that. At the end of the day, a lot of us need that. And and so if you're a person who doesn't need that, like, don't pay for that. Go go write your book. Like, that's awesome. Right, right. Uh, So so the, the week by week coaching is really for two things. It's for keeping you on track editorially keeping you accountable so you actually finish. Yeah. Those are the those are two things it's really good at. Okay. So we we also have and and it's not just me, it's not just author accelerator, uh, you know, any book coach or developmental editor has this service where when you're finished, when you do have that manuscript complete and now maybe you want to bring someone in to to check it out and break it down and see what's working. We have a a fantastic um service and I'm going to have to um, look it up online because I, I don't know what it costs. <laughs> <laughs> always you know a good they, sign. That is always know? a good sign. Why is that a good sign? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, <laughs> when the founder of the company has to look up the pricing. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. But, um, okay, so what we have is this thing where you can get a manuscript evaluation. I think this is so genius. I mean, I don't know why everybody wouldn't do this. So, for um, it starts at two hundred ninety nine dollars, and that's for a certain number of pages, which I'm now going to tell you, a hundred pages. Okay. Uh, two hundred pages B three forty nine, three hundred pages three hundred ninety nine dollars. And what this is is a straight up evaluation. Is we're going to read that whole thing through. We're going to we have a fifteen point checklist, which sounds like you know what you get when you go to Jiffy Lube for your oil change. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have a, for every genre we have this 15 point checklist and we'll we'll go through and make sure you're hitting all those marks and that you know what's really working places that maybe aren't working and suggestions for how to fix it a lot okay. of people when they do it an editorial evaluation don't tell you what to how to fix it and i get a lot of people coming to me and they've gotten a great edit from someone but they're like what do i do now right. you know like i have identified this weakness or what have you you know what do i do now so in our evaluation, we make sure that we tell you what we see as the strengths and weaknesses and, and then what we suggest you do next. And what we suggest you do next could well be 
go get a proofreader and get this thing out there. Right. Or, or it could be, you know, you might want to spend some time uh, shoring up this problem with your first three chapters. Or, um, you know, in drastic cases, we may, you know, it. I don't do. I don't do anybody any favors if we're not honest. So he will say, you know what, there's a lot that's not working here and here's what it is and here's why. That's the other thing. We will always tell you why. It's not going to be just like, we don't like it or, you know, know, we're always going to tell you why. And um, so you'll get a sense of this is what we don't think is, is working and here's why and here's how you can fix it for, for those really affordable prices. Um, I love that service and, and that's different from a full on edit. A full on edit is going to be, um, $5 a page is what we charge for that. And, um, that's the low end of the range. A lot of people charge a lot more than that, uh, for, a for an actual edit. But so I would say if somebody's finished with a, um, a manuscript and they, you know, they had the power in them to get it done, which is, you know, you should give yourself a big pat on the back. Um, <laughs> and they want a professional to come in and give that evaluation. That that's a thing that, that we can do. Um, and, and I think it's a really, a really good gut check. Um, yeah. like I, if, if you don't, I don't mean you, but, um, you know, if somebody has never done this before, they've never written a book and they're not sure, or if it's not working, Um, You know, maybe written a book and you put it out there and it's not getting readership or it's getting bad reviews or, um, you know, whatever, it's just not connecting. Um, Then you might want to stop and think, uh, you know, I just did this actually, like yesterday, I I did an evaluation um, and it was just a 50 page evaluation that I did for, for a writer and she had been getting a bunch of rejections from agents. So that's the different path than self-publishing. That's a, right. going the traditional publishing route. And you do have to go through the gatekeepers for that and, you know, all the hurdles that are in place. And it's also very slow. And, you know, there's a lot of, of pluses and minuses to, to all the different ways of being published. But she was trying to go on that path and, and was getting all these rejection letters from agents and and she was trying to figure out why and she wanted to know you know was it my my query letter which is a pitch letter basically a a synopsis or was it my manuscript and so I I checked out her query and I checked out 50 pages because I I didn't uh, me personally I can tell you know most people who've been doing this for a long time can tell very quickly if something's going off the rails you don't really need to read 300 pages to figure that out and so I um in my one-on-one coaching work I'm I'm much more expensive than these prices and so I like to to not um read the whole thing I like to just read a piece and and let them know what I see before we continue so I was reading these 50 pages and it was like you know just glaring problems and and glaring problems that I can explain and you know articulate and show why and so I turned this back to this writer you know and her main problem was um, what I would call author intrusion so (laughs) author intrusion or info dumping so it was this it was a sci-fi novel super cool idea super cool concept super cool characters and you know in the middle of page one there's this like let me now stop and explain the world to you that we're in right you know, so I, it was just very like, common okay, in science fiction. 
uh, right. from indie authors in particular. Yeah. Right. Little deal breaker. And, and then it wasn't just once that she had done this. It was over and over and over again in the first, in you know, these 50 pages. So I was able to go back to her and say, you know, look, it's not your query letter. It's your, your manuscript. It's got this actual, you know, um, and again, it's not an opinion. It's like a demonstrable problem. And here's what it is. And, and here's why, why you're getting rejected. And, um, what was really cute was when she wrote me back, um, you know, she was of course not totally pleased on the one hand, like, you know, crap. <laughs> now I, I have a problem with my manuscript that I have to fix. <laughs> right. But she was really happy to, to have the, you know, to be illuminated. But the thing that she said that I thought was just so perfect was she said, um, I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that I was not making that mistake. And she said, I know what that mistake is. I understand it intellectually. Yeah. I can see it in other people's work. I would have, somebody had said, are you doing, you know, do you have author and chooser? I would have said, no. You know, and she said, and there it was plain as day when you pointed it out to me. Right. And, and she was, it was, she was sort of just baffled by that. Um, oh, I guess what I would call um, f flaw in our own perception. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just thought that that in a nutshell is what writers are up against is we can't get out of our own head. We, it's just not possible the way people are designed and wired. And, right. and so, you know, you read through your manuscript pages and you're like, I got this. Like, this is awesome. Look at this cool scene. <laughs> and I got this cool thing going on. And there's this awesome magic thing. And there's this character. And like, I am so good. And you're reading it. And I mean, I do the same. I'm a writer as well. I do the same with my own work. Usually when I'm reading finished drafts, I'm just congratulating myself. Like, I am so good at this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I, it, I, I know. <laughs> And I, and I got this wired and, and then, um, you know, somebody else reads it and they're like, Oh no, actually you don't. And, right. you know, you can decide whether or not you want to accept that, um, that, uh, feedback or not, obviously, but, um, most people want to reach readers and who want to get better are going to, are going to be like, okay, yeah, I see that. And now what should I do to fix it? Right. Yeah. That's, um, Actually, I, I, I'm I'm so glad to hear all of that because it, it, what what this does is confirm for me that you guys have built something pretty awesome. <laughs> and I kind of already suspected that <laughs> in uh, in chatting with you. This is the kind of thing that um, I tell authors all the time they need, but I never know where to send them. So now I know now I know where to send them because uh, I'm not going to help them with this. This is too much work. <laughs> it's so much work. Yeah, it's so much work. Honestly, yeah, it is. It is, uh, you know, and something else that I'm just going to say, because this is just like a bald pitch for that. I agree that I think what I'm doing is Do awesome. But um, <laughs> the thing that I am most proud of, of all the things that I'm proud of with this business is that the people that I hire yeah. actually deeply love this work and, and they, and they deeply, it means something to them. Right. And, and they, uh, I mean, all the time. I have 27 freelancers working for me right now. Um, and, and they've all been through my, I've handpicked them they've, and I've handpicked them for very particular reasons. I have a super rigorous test that people who work for me have to go through. 
and um, and then I train them and we oversee them and we help them through, you know, tough situations with writers and tough, um, you know, how to give hard feedback, like all of it. Like it's it's so great. But the thing that I, like once a week, at least I'll get a note from one of the book coaches and they're thanking me. They're saying, I love this work. I love helping these writers. I, you know, I love being part of this. It's such it's like a win win thing for everyone. And it, and it, that's the thing I'm most proud of is, is, um, is that, that I'm, I'm putting writers with, with people who really want to help them get better and who really care. And, um, I don't know, maybe we should start playing some patriotic music or something, but I feel, (laughs) I feel like, you know, a little kindness, a little empathy, a little a little help um, for people trying to do good things. Like writers are trying to do good things, yeah. and and you know you talked about sci-fi. Um, you know, like uh, if you look at the world of science fiction and the and the joy it brings people, yeah. and the communities that it builds, and the um, you know the culture that it it bonds people around, it's powerful stuff. And it's like noble calling to want to be a science fiction novelist. I totally feel that really strongly. And to be able to help people do that really good work, like there's nothing bad about, about it. It's all, like I said, it's all just win, win. Like you're going to become a better writer and, and, um, you know, our book coaches get to do good, satisfying work and, uh, and it's awesome. And then, Digital is gonna gonna print it out and get it out there and help you produce it and <laughs> right. and you're golden, right? That's exactly right. That's the next step, everyone. I know. It's For a nice sure. little puzzle piece. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, commercials over. I guess we can. We no, can. the whole thing is one big commercial. Come on, that's what this is all. <laughs> it's, it's all about being one big commercial. But. Um, that said, we're we are at our time, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. But uh, I wanted you to know I've I've truly enjoyed this because this is I am one of these people that somewhere along the way when I when I started doing this I became infected with this this drive to help indie authors succeed. It just became my mission in life for some yeah. reason. Uh, I, you know, I want my own books to do well. I want my own career to, to advance, but you know, there is something about helping other people accomplish this particular dream that has always clicked well with me. And I can definitely sense that you, you, uh, personally, but you and your, your people, your team are definitely on board with that dream. So that's, that's first of all, congratulations on that. Um, and thank you for being a resource out there for these authors. I, I appreciate your existence. We'll say. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. That's so nice of you to say. And we have to all stick together because this is a tough, tough industry um, at times. Well, and and Kevin, if you've got a book that you are working on or that's not working or you want to see what we do, I'll, I'll, you know, hit me up and, and I'll put you with one of our people and, and have them edit some of your pages and you can see what they do. Very nearly terrified to, to even try that, but we'll we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but it's got You got to pick a book that that you're struggling with, or you're you're not liking, or you know, no fair testing us with like some silent bestseller. <laughs> right. I, I have I I have such a story I could share with you. 
<laughs> about something very much in that vein. But um, I, we'll I, do that some other time. <laughs> you could do that. And we would pass. I'm that not test. gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. Um, but uh, I do appreciate you taking the time uh, being on with me. I'm so glad we we got to meet. I, I know we're gonna meet each other again at other conferences, but I'm so glad we had a chance uh, to hang out and chat. Um, I'm looking forward to you know seeing you guys excel and grow as well so thank and you that's so kind and anything i can do for draft to digital for you just let me know i yes. i am i am here all doing right. what i do all right everybody else uh everything you heard us talk about you'll be able to find in the show notes uh you'll also be able to go onto the author accelerator website at authoraccelerator.com um, there, there will be a link to that in the show notes. So fear not, uh, Jenny, thanks so much for being on everyone else. Hang out. You're going to hear some funky music and we're going to get right to the wrap up of the show. Take care. You can tell that my, my voice during that interview was, <laughs> I was just coming off being sick and, uh, actually we were still living in the RV at that point full time. So. There you go. Uh, these things, you know, these interviews end up kind of out of order <laughs> every now and then, depending on how things go uh, and what, you know, what's happening in the world uh, and what I'm involved in. So uh, anyway, uh, I will say that Jenny was was wonderful. So was her team. Um, and I, you know, I love meeting people who have like the author's best interest at heart, you know, people who want to help you. Um, and And by the way, she probably cringed through the entire intro of the show <laughs> because of the uh, my pantsing ways and my uh, lack of a, a definitive structure. Uh, Aloysius, you can actually talk with Jenny if you want and get probably a different set of guidelines for uh, for chapters. So, uh, but the thing that's really cool is I love encountering these services that are geared towards helping an author succeed. You know. Um, and everyone's got a different approach and everyone's got a different opinion and, you know, you have to go with the, uh, the, the process that works for you. And, uh, I can't give you any better advice than that, by the way, you have to, um, go out, start listening, uh, to podcasts, start reading books, start talking to other authors. You have to kind of start wool gathering as it were. Uh, maybe that's the wrong term. Maybe I shouldn't use wool gathering, but you, you should start getting out there and uh, and getting your resources lined up, finding out how others do what you're trying to do. And <clears throat> here's a tip. Uh, look for the people who are doing what you're trying to do and are successful at it, not just people who are trying to do it and have opinions. You need to actually go out and find the people who've accomplished things uh, the way you want to accomplish them. <laughs> okay? So uh, go out and <clears> – excuse me. Um, I throw the – return of the throat issue, uh, get out there and, uh, ask some questions, follow whatever advice you hear, uh, with an ear toward, uh, learning and growing rather than, than this is the only way it can be done. Uh, experiment, try some things. And then once you've kind of got a rhythm with something, once something works for you, uh, keep that Throw out anything that isn't working for you and go look for something else. And and what happens is over time, you build a repertoire, you build a, a toolbox of, uh, of things that are useful for your career. Um, you might use Author Accelerator. You might use Readsy. You might use Draft2Digital or you might use something else entirely. And uh, that's okay. 
the, the thing is, the, one of the greatest things about this business, and uh, in particular the indie author side of publishing, uh, we it's it's all new territory. First of all, we're all discovering new things as we go. There's such a, 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 a sort of an amalgamation of of resources from all kinds of industries coming into play. And as new people enter the indie author industry, they bring in their experiences, uh, some of which is about marketing, some of which is about craft, um, some of which is about self-discipline. You know, all these different things kind of come together and we're starting to see patterns emerge. You know, uh, we're st- we can look at things from an individual perspective and learn and grow as authors. And how incredible is that, really? I mean, that's, it's, um, so to me, something brand new in the world. Uh, we're, we're creating in the industry as we go. We're laying track in front of the train <laughs> as we go. And, uh, and we're exploring new, new territories. Or to put it in Star Trek parlance, we're boldly going. And uh, <laughs> we're seeking out new life and new civilizations. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm after an hour now, and I want to make sure that uh, you've got everything you need for your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. I, I'm glad to hear that there are people who are making this a part of their their regular week. This is a part of their process. Um, the show is here to help you. You know, I mean, it's here. It, the The long and the short of this is um, <clears throat> the thing that I get most out of this show is the opportunity to explore and meet, meet new people, learn new things. And then sharing that, uh, makes my life better. It enriches my life. So that's why we're here. I want you to learn. I want you to grow. I want you to take this as a starting point, not as rote advice, by the way, I want you to take everything you learn from the wordslinger podcast and say, that's a good point, And then go start from there <laughs> and branch out and learn more. Um, I love that we live in an age where we can know anything with just a few keystrokes, you know? I mean, it's just amazing. You don't even have to have keystrokes anymore. Just ask Siri or Alexa or whatever. Um, You can know anything pretty much instantly. So what a world to live in. Uh, So anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. If you have questions for me, you can email them to me now. That's fine. You can email me from uh, go to wordslingerpodcast.com, click the contact button reach out to me via email. If you want to send me some sort of voicemail file, I'm going to make this easier somehow. I'm going to, I'll figure this out. If you have a suggestion for this uh, to help me shortcut it, just let me know. But I I think I have an idea that I may be able to put into effect. We'll see. But the old fashioned way, if you want to call me at 281-809-WORD, that's 281-809-9673, you can leave me a voicemail. You can also click on the send voicemail tab that's floating on the right-hand side of wordslingerpodcast.com. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, there's a, there's a few ways to do that. You can f- support the show financially if you go to wordslingerpodcast.com, click on the Patreon logo, and you can, uh, you know, a dollar, two dollars, you know, anything that you feel comfortable kind of just throwing my way each month. 100% of the funds that I collect through Patreon go into the production of the show. They go into overhead, you know, they help, they help pay for hosting. They help pay for, um, you know, any new resources I need. I just bought, um, cables and, uh, a new mic stand because when I was in San Francisco and I'm sorry, when I was in Pittsburgh, uh, I recorded an episode and I forgot my cable. <laughs> I, if you listen to the last episode with, uh, with Reedsy founder, um, Ricardo Fayette, um, 
I, I, it was low quality because I had to do it on my earbuds. So I bought the pieces I need to build a kit that will stay permanently in my bag so that when I travel, I've always got a podcasting kit. Um, that money came from you guys. The money to buy that stuff, you know, is like 50 bucks, but it's the 50 bucks I've collected over the past couple of months, you know, and because <laughs> uh, I don't get that much in, uh, in Patreon dollars. But, you know, that the money that you guys gave helped me uh, buy something I needed to improve the quality of the show. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. So thank you for that. Another way to support the Wordslinger podcast is to just go on iTunes and uh, find the show, rate and rank it, give it a review. Uh, I love four and five star reviews if you're willing to do that. Uh, tell people what it is you love about the show. Just just say, I love listening to the Wordslinger podcast because X, you know, and fill in the blank. Um, that is a great way to, to encourage people to try the show out. Uh, I, know, I know we're weirdly slotted. Okay, I get it. We're not an author podcast per se, though we do talk to a lot of authors. We're not a, you know, we're not really about any one particular topic because I will talk to anybody that I feel has something to contribute to the world and and that has an interesting story, which is practically everyone on the planet, by the way. <laughs> so, but that's the point of the Wordslinger podcast is to help us grow. I love authors. I love the the uh, indie author life and career and, you know, everything about this industry. And I, I want to encourage people to always try your hand at writing something, try your hand at, at publishing. And I'm willing to help you with that. So, uh, and I'll always give advice cause you know, I've lived through these things. I'm willing to help. Uh, but the show itself is, is also about improving our lives. So, uh, anyway, went off on a tangent there. However, thank you for your continued support uh, the emails, the phone calls, the, you know, everything that, you know, people bumping into me in person, it's just, it, it's very humbling <laughs> it's, and it's very encouraging. And I just, God bless every one of you. Cause I, so there are times and I had times like this this week where I skew a little negative. I get kind of bent out of shape. Um, and then along comes all this support, this sort of outpouring of appreciation for what I'm building and uh i can't think of anything better um uh, to orient my life around than this idea of giving to you and then receiving so much in return you know <laughs> so anyway i'm a little touched right now so um i'm gonna let you guys roll right into the rest of your weekend your lives uh god bless each and every one of you and i will see you next episode Slinger.